Hello. Today is Thursday, December 9th. My name is Ned, and these are my five things. Number one, live music and seeing Genesis. I was supposed to record this podcast with my friend Teacher Dave, and we never got around to doing it. And I want to get an episode up, so I'm recording it today. We went to New York and saw Genesis at Madison Square Garden. For those of you who are unfamiliar, Genesis is a progressive rock band who had their first album in 1969. The members include Phil Collins, Tony Banks, Mike Rutherford, and for a couple of years, Peter Gabriel. So, Phil Collins is in his 70s, early 70s, and is suffering from a number of maladies of age. Uh, He has not been able to drum for a a while, and now he's having trouble walking. Uh, He used a cane to get on stage. His 20-year-old son filled in on drums for him, and we'll talk about that in a moment. And the tour is called The Last Domino? Question mark? So, my assumption and a number of people's assumption, is that this is the last chance to see Genesis. Especially at a venue like Madison Square Garden. So I took this opportunity. I had to see this show. And luckily, Teacher Dave was able to procure tickets back in May, and we've been planning this for seven months. Sunday night comes. We had a great day wandering around New York in that way that is lovely. New York's one of the most walkable cities in the world and is fabulous. We see the show. We had an argument. Not so much an argument. A discussion about what song should open the show. Uh, I thought it should be Turn It On Again. Dave thought it should be Mama, which is what they traditionally opened with. It ended up being Turn It On Again right into Mama, so we were both right. And Phil was in good voice. He was seated, so it wasn't as strong, and they've made some changes, adding background singers to help give the lyrics a little more punch. They played most of the hits. They played the songs that I wanted to hear with the exception of Abacab. And I was so very happy. I was so glad that I had the chance to see Genesis at Madison Square Garden. And it was just absolutely wonderful. I hope that if you have the opportunity to see a band that you loved, that you take it. Because especially now, you might not have the chance again. I'm pretty sure that I'm never going to be able to see Genesis live again. And I'm so glad that I did it. 
Also, Nick Collins is just an amazing percussionist. It astounding. Um, yeah, that's I. I'm at, literally at a loss for words about how good he was. Number two, Disney's Hawkeye. I don't know about you, but Hawkeye's one of those characters I'm kind of meh about. He's fine. He's not as awful as he is in the comics in the MCU. And I'm a little bit like that about Jeremy Renner. He's a fine actor. Don't get me wrong. He was incredible in The Hurt Locker. He was fine in the town. And there are a number of films that he's fine in. And I'm not damning with fake praise. Fine is... He's good. Working man. More than adequate. And it's been a while since The Hurt Locker. So now we have his recurring series on Disney+. Plus, Hawkeye, which takes place at Christmas in New York. Which, you should know, makes me very happy. And he's just excellent in it. The same wry weariness that he showed as a younger man in The Hurt Locker is apparent here. This is why he got nominated for an Academy Award. The show is taking a character that I was meh on and making him something more. Making us recognize that the people living in, in this world, this 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 New York, the people who suffered through Thanos and the Chitari invasion, look at Hawkeye, look at Clint Barton as a hero. He's recognizable. He's an Avenger. And I didn't really pick up on that. And I don't think Jeremy Renner was given a chance to stretch as an actor until this series existed. We're four episodes in. Four out of six. And it's delightful. The action sequences are wonderful. It's funny. It gets representation right. And it's New York at Christmas. Can you get better than that? Number three, cat saddles. This requires some background information. At lunch a week or so ago, I was joking to my partner's mother that I was getting her a helper monkey for 
her Christmas gift. Her mother does not need a helper monkey. But to continue the bit, I said, in addition to the helper monkey, who's going to be known as Mojo for the rest of the story, in addition to Mojo, I was going to get a saddle for her cat so Mojo could ride it. The joke continued. I talked about having to call tack shops and leather workers in order to find a saddle that would fit Ursula properly. Ursula's the name of the cat. And it was a good joke, and now I'm bringing it up every once in a while. I did find one on Amazon that's available, but it was $41, which is a little more than I want to spend for this bit. So I had to pick up medication for the dog at one of the local pet stores. While Lori and I were in there, I asked one of the employees, parenthetical here, I told Lori that I was going to do this and she asked me not to. This reflects in no way upon her closing that parenthetical I asked one of the employees if they happened to carry cat saddles and the young woman working behind the counter looked at me incredulously and said you mean so something can ride a cat and the other two employees were equally incredulous to which I had to explain that it was largely a joke and that I would never strap another animal onto a cat because that would be cruel and that helper monkeys are great for people who have the need, but this was largely a joke. But I still love the idea of a little cat saddle. I don't know why it strikes me so funny. It just does. So if you or anyone you know has a way to find me a cat saddle preferably leather preferably western style though an English an English cat saddle would be good for for the joke too please reach out to me um, try it on Twitter where I'm at EW Abbott Number four, diner food. I love a diner breakfast. There's something special about it. And it came up this week because Teacher Dave and I were in one of the spiritual homes of diners, which is North New Jersey. And we went for a diner breakfast. Now, I have a classic diner breakfast order, which is home fries, Two eggs poached, rye toast, a cup of coffee, and a glass of juice. Sometimes orange juice, more likely grapefruit or cranberry. And I didn't get my eggs poached this time, to the point where I was looked at 
teacher Dave and I used to work together, and we've had a lot of breakfast together. And poached has always been my thing. But I'm learning, and discretion being the better part of value. I went with over hard. And let me tell you why. I was wearing a white shirt. We were going out for at least 12 hours. And I knew if I had poached eggs and I was stuck in the shirt for the day, I would get yolk all over myself. It's inevitable. And the over hard served me well. It was fun. It was a great breakfast. And I think that you should go to diners more often. I know that during this pandemic that I have friends that there's nothing more they, they want than a good diner breakfast and they still quite aren't able to pull the trigger yet. I understand. To follow up on the shirt story, I made it about seven hours with a clean shirt until the last bit of vegan bean dip while we were watching the end of the Giants game and having some great craft beer at the Blind Tiger in Greenwich Village trickled down my shirt. At that point, we could have gone to a Dwayne Reed because it's New York and there's a Dwayne Reed on every corner and I could have gotten a stain stick. But I had gone as far as I'm going to go. So, the lesson that we've learned is always carry a stain stick with you and go have breakfast at a diner. Go tomorrow. Let me know how it goes. Number five, the music Mount Rushmore. I've had this conversation with a couple of people over the last couple of days about who is on their music Mount Rushmore. And it's been hard for me to choose. A, because I don't want to overlap. And B, it's because it's hard to define it. But the ground rules that I've set up are these. It's not who you think the best musicians are or the best musical acts are. It's who are the most important to you. I would love to say Prince is on it because Prince is great. But my relationship with Prince, aside from a couple of singles, is largely limited to one album, that being Purple Rain. And I would love to say Sting is on it, and Sting might be on it still. But it's his output after Ten Summoner's Tales doesn't really appeal to me. Eddie Vedder, Elvis Costello, Bruce Springsteen, all deserving of being on it. But again, 
they're all era specific. I know Dave Grohl is there. Dave's never left me. Liz Fair falls into the same problem that Prince does, in that her latter output's fine, but Exile and Guyville was such a profound album for me. Just such an experience. Opened my 18-year-old eyes. The one that's not going to be surprising to anyone who knows me is Tom York. And Tom York's face on the Mount Rushmore of music uh, stands for the entirety of Radiohead. Because Radiohead is uh, the most important band to me. But then it becomes difficult to figure out who else belongs there. And it's something that I'm going to wrestle with. But I think I can say that right now it's Dave Grohl, it's Tom York and Radiohead, it's Sting, it's George Michael, yes, George Michael, and to a lesser extent Andrew Ridgely, but it's the solo work that keeps me happy. And it's Liz Fair. Honorable mention goes to Jay-Z. Honorable mention goes to a lot of people. David Byrne was important. Rush was important. Still is important. Block Party or the Postal Service. All important. But you have my five on Mount Rushmore. Who's on yours? And those were my five things. Thank you so very much for listening. If you haven't, please subscribe to this podcast and rate and review it on your podcast platform of preference. Say that three times fast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please reach out to me. You can find me on most social media at EWAbbott or at my website, www.ewabbott.com. No links this week. Be well, be happy, be safe. And I said that incorrectly. Be safe, be well, be happy. There, that sounds better. <laughs>